everyone and welcome back to a new episode of Brothers to Bitch. We are so excited to have Dr. Jack Eady. Um, he is the director of athletic uh, bands at the Western Carolina University. I am so excited for you to be on today. How are you doing today, Dr. Eady? I am doing wonderful and thank y'all so much for inviting me to this. I'm so excited. Fantastic. I, I'm glad that you're here. I was telling you before we started recording, uh, we have some mutual friends who are like, I think you and Dr. Edie need to know each other. And I'm like, yes, I think so too. So I, I'm just glad that you, you know, time <laughs> to finally come and join us on the podcast. Um, and so we want to always start is tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get to where you are? Where are you from? You know, just Tell us, tell us a little bit. Well, I'm from the big metropolis of Orangeburg, South Carolina. I'm sure you've all heard of it. Um, it's like uh, Macon divided by 100. Coming for the Macon, the Macon night. But there I had uh, people who really, well, I'll say I, I knew music was going to be a part of my life. Uh, forever. And I had people who were really influential in and pushed me into doing this thing. I was one of those people. I didn't want to go to school in state. I wanted to get away and um, yeah, just get away. Um, and so my, my um, band director, uh, Mr. Dwight McMillan, um, he, he suggested I go to Florida State. Went to Florida State, had, had a great time uh, doing the music ed thing, being in Chiefs and enjoying all the things Tallahassee has to offer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and from there, I went and interned in Orlando. I was like one of those people, yeah, I'm going to go live in Atlanta. I'm going to do my thing in, in, in basically black band Mecca and, uh -huh. and, and have a good time. But I, I, I interned in Atlanta and, and really, really loved it and found a community. And um, I stayed there for 12 years. I did three years middle school and nine years high school. My wife would always tell me I, I was going to die on the podium at Oak Ridge High School um, because I thought I'd be there forever. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to build build two programs uh, from the bottom, from the bottom up. And um, we, we were able to do some great things and some of the best things. I still have great relationships uh, with my students and I love and mm -hmm. cherish, uh, cherish them and the, and the memories that we've had um, mm -hmm. to this day. Uh, one day, uh, a couple of my friends, uh, a little too many, we decided to get a, a hotel room and just crash and go to Midwest for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, we had heard about it, but we had never, never did it and went to Midwest for that first time. And I really saw that there was so much more to this band world and so much more um, like you can offer um, to music and, and everything. And so being in that environment, it, it encouraged me to want to go to grad school. My wife was like, you should go to grad school. You got to go to grad school. I'm like, nah, that ain't for me. I'm, I'm high school band director to the day I die. And she picks me up from the airport and I'm like, I think we need to go to grad school. And she's just getting on the, she's getting on the phone immediately. Let's go. And um, fortunate enough to go to Georgia for, uh, for my master's. And I went there with my wife. We both went back to school together uh, with two children. I don't know if I recommend that, uh, uh, but with the grace of God, we made it through. Yeah. Uh, 
and did the, did the thing at Georgia, met some great people, um, learned what it was like to to really experience high level musicianship and what it's like to really, really push, push beyond what you what you think in, in, a, in a different way. And then I was fortunate enough to, to go to get my doctorate at the University of North Texas, which is band, band Mecca. Um, Mm-hmm. Being being there with so many music students, so many music students and so many ensembles and experiencing a plethora of just rep and being able to conduct a lot and getting to work with Professor Corporon and uh, Mr. Fisher and Nick Williams and just learning, learning a lot. Um, and I know a lot of the times we're like, well, you know, we have these new school approach, approaches to everything. But that really told me that, you know, sometimes the, the the old school people know what they're doing. And not sometimes, a lot of times they know what they're doing. And, and, and those practices still still can work um, if you if you work on them. Going into my third year, I was like, yeah, this is this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. And then I got a call from the University of South Carolina. Um, randomly about a one-year position at, uh, there. And I uh, had the fortunate uh, position of teaching at the University of South Carolina. And I've also taught at McNeese State University in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And um, now going into my second year um, at Western Carolina. Wow. That just seems like so much. Oh my gosh. Like you have had... I mean, and you're still like going, your career is just, and it's just great to see. Um, As a person who just is watching, just you are paving the way for a lot of the ones that are coming after you. Like I'm looking at you, it can be done. And I love seeing that, like that's, that's, Amazing, truly amazing. So thank you for for doing all of this. Thank you so much. Thank you. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. And I also have to mention that we are so like we have gotten used to having like guests who have a bias to the South. Like we it's just so funny noticing I was reading through your bio and you were talking like, wow, we really love the South here. Like we really <laughs> we just want to stay in in I mean this is so interesting because <laughs> what's wrong with it? Ain't nothing wrong no. with it. No. But pe- people don't understand, like, if you've lived in Eastern Standard Time Zone or in a culture that is similar, and then you go like, oh, I'm going to the Central Time Zone. Mm-hmm. Everything don't start at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Everything starts at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is the, you know, sun rises and sets. It's just, it's just different. And so uh, even though I love my time um, <laughs> there, I'm so happy to be on the East Coast. Um <laughs> Uh, but I'm also I'm also a family man, and we like uh, my wife and kids. We'd be driving that 15 hours back and forth from Texas to South Carolina, mm-hmm. and I was like three, and so it's like, yes, my God, the driving. I'm sorry. So out of all of us, I I hate driving. I really mm. do. So I I hate driving. I take my hat off to you, your wife, and your children. Because also, if I was a child sitting for 15 hours in the back of the seat, I don't, oh, Lord, who knows? I know my parents would, they would, oh. Oh, they have no choice. It's been, it's been since they were, since they were babies. Oh they just been going. They ain't know no better. <laughs> yeah, we got to drive them early. Oh, my gosh. So, um, 
you you said something when you were teaching high school that I've heard many times before of like, you know, you know, grad school is not for me. I I just want to, you know, be a high school band director. So was it the, you know, kids? Was it the music? But, you know, what always kept you like, I'm going to only do high school before going to Midwest? What was that like thing that just always kept you there? I just lo- like I just loved everything about being a band director, mm-hmm. um, and and I taught in in uh, Title One schools um, in Orlando or in Florida. There's a great system, so I taught in the F school for a while, mm-hmm. uh, which has its own challenges. And we ended up becoming a B school by the time I left. But teaching the kids and like I I, I enjoyed my time teaching middle school, mm-hmm. but you know I I checked my place in heaven, um, being a middle school band director. Talk about uh, it. Uh-huh. Talk but about I, it. I I I really love the relationships you can build with the students and and the the fact that they're so they're so wanting guidance, and you can help lead them in in what you feel is the right direction because. You know, 17, 18 year olds, we think, you know, they think they grown, even 21 year olds, they still think they grown and they grown on paper, yeah. uh, but still just have have a lot, a lot to learn. And so being able to say, hey, what do you want to do? Oh, well, I, I want to be an attorney. Well, I have a friend that's an attorney downtown. Let's go. Let's have you all go to lunch with them. Or I want to be a bander. I want to do this. And you can go to this school and you should go, go to this school. Or you didn't make a good decision today. Let's let's work on making better decisions tomorrow. And it's OK. It's OK. You made the same wrong decision 100 times, but let, let's get it together. So I think it was, it was just that and seeing the kid who... Um, in the program I taught, we had like at first, you know, if you could if you could play a B flat scale, you were a superstar, mm-hmm. like a literal like a superstar. And so just seeing those kids who um, were basically instrument holders come and leave and, you know, be uh, participants in all county or get superiors at uh, solo ensemble and see the growth that they've gone because of the effort that they put in. And I know a lot of the time that effort is because, because of who I was. And with, with any, with any teacher, and especially in band, they're not doing band because of band, they're doing it because of the person who's in front of them. And so um, just, I just enjoyed um, the ride with them and, and um, allowing the, allowing them to go and do things that they, they never could imagine. Mm. Wow. That, um, I, cause very similar. I taught in a very similar setting in, in Florida as well. And so I know exactly like what you mean, where those students are just looking for someone to just say, come on. Let, let's let's go do something, you know, something that is not in these four walls of school that is something out. There is more to um, this school. There is more to your general area. There are so many things. I used to tell the students all the time, like, have y'all actually, so while we're in Orlando, even though it's like an hour apart, I'm like, have y'all actually been down to Orlando? No, go, it's, it, it's right, it's right there. I mean, I would, assume like, of course. 
No, they didn't. I'm like, okay, but there's the, you know, the Orlando um, Symphony Orchestra is down there. You know, UCF is over there. All of these like music things that are happening, we can easily go. So just exposing students to something new uh, is is very, very important. Yeah. I'm just glad that, that you exposed your students to that. That's that's one thing I like. I'm not an educator, like an education major. I didn't major in that undergrad, but I teach a lot because you always teach. Like in music, you're a performer, but you at, eventually you will start teaching. And the one thing that draws me to teaching is just like I love working with kids that just want to be better people. Mm -hmm. they, I, I'm like, I can teach you to play an instrument. We Everybody in the band world most most everybody in the band world can teach you to play an instrument most. <laughs> most um but like we can't put that drive in you to be a better person and like my things and this is like something like as of like recently i've been developing is like when people leave my teaching either it's privately i'm doing their sectionals for a couple of years they come to my college I want to use the trumpet as a vessel for them to be better musicians. That's not trumpet players, not French horn players, better musicians in total appreciation for music and a passion for what they want to do in life. Cause if they can leave with those three things, they will be successful human beings for the rest of their life. And then their kids will be, and then their kids will be. And then you just started a cycle. But when people come into these band programs and these band directors, um, they're like, you will play grade five literature. I don't care who you are. You will hear this metronome. <laughs> it's like deep, 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 deep. I'm like, y'all, put that harmony director away. Uh -huh. Look at these kids in their eyes and connect with them. Please mm. connect with them. Connect. Yeah. But it's interesting that you say that. And I, and I say this, I, I, I I try to be a mentor to a lot of young young directors. And I think that's that's important as well. But I, mm -hmm. I, I say to anyone and everyone who will listen, the the relationships matter first. The relationship is more important than that concert B flat, and you can get them and teach them and reach them more if you have a relationship. Sweet. And I, I like to use the analogy. I'm like, it's easy to tell Johnny that hey. You ain't, you ain't do that right today, or I need you to tighten up. If at the same time, you and Johnny have had a conversation of like, how's things going at home? Or like, you've, you've thrown a football, you, you've done, you've done something that you try to yep. see the human element of who, who, who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Speak on it. You know, speak on, I'm over here about to start shouting um, because, you know, it's funny because all of us or us three, we're the younger in this field. But one thing that we all three agreed on was connecting with the student first. Like um, last year for my marching band camp, these two were my clinicians. You know, they were their marching camp. And the, not only because they're fantastic at their instruments, but because I knew that they would connect with the students, first of all. And they would really care about them. Like and my kids love them. They're always asking, you know, how is Lauren? How is Michael? You know, all this. And it's like the fact that 
my, and they were only there three days because we only had a three day camp. We're, we were barely, barely, barely a three day, barely three days. Y'all know how Florida is sometimes. Okay, the weather is not correct, but in those three days, the connection was made, and that is important. That is most important. And it's so weird to me when I go now, um, now that I'm not teaching in, in master's, uh, in master's, my master's program and going to other schools and I'm seeing like, there's no connection between the director and the student. Hmm. And then you wonder why the students aren't receiving your feedback very well. It's like, well, I don't think they truly understand that they can trust in you because until that trust is there until that that relationship is there you're just a, a teacher a math teacher honestly like you know because you know these kids they go into math they're like okay you know one plus one equals two two times you know here, here's the basics but there's no true connection and the good thing about music is we're supposed to be the ones to break that we're supposed to be those teachers because one, sometimes they see us every single day for four years Sometimes more if you teach six to 12. So here we go. Why, why are we only coming at this as um, not an emotional standpoint? That, that would be my question is why, why are we approaching this from a true, I guess, something that is, uh, what is the word y'all? Somebody help me. Somebody help me. It's not- the growth mindset? Yeah, it's like not there. It, it's not there. Um, so in your experience, and, and you mentor a lot of, of young musicians as well, young music teachers, What have you been seeing that? Have you been seeing that, especially coming out of COVID as well? Yes. And I think a lot of that is, some of, some of it is personality and some of it is, a lack uh, of understanding of 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 need. We all know we 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 don't become teachers uh, to be millionaires. Uh, not not even thousandaires. Uh, but but we we come because it's a calling um, to to help. Uh, help people be better, help people be better at, at, at everything they do. And sometimes um, we have people who don't see that and they just think um, a, a lot of it is ego driven. And it's like, well, my band has to play, like you said, that that grade five, that grade six. Uh, I have 30 people in all state and they're, they're forgetting that Hey, you still got a third band. Hey, you still got you still have people in your top band that still still need to grow and get better and do all this stuff. And they they miss um, they miss no, those I don't say those little things. It's just it's they miss those opportunities um, because they they don't see it as an enriching enriching thing. It's something. It's it's a thing to get from point A to point B. And they're like they're missing like from point A to point B might be 10,000, 10,000 things we need to accomplish um, in between that. Um, and one thing that also made me think when you were uh, talking earlier, just the going to the college and you see a lack of uh, emotion, a lack of connection in college. A lot of it is like it's real because even me making the jump from public school to the collegiate setting, I was like, 
oh, well, I can't say the same thing to the people at, at, uh, at Georgia that, that I said to my kids at Oak Ridge. And when I got up in front of them, I started stumbling. I was like, well, well, I said it like this at Oak Ridge, uh, but these are professionals. And that brought a, a disconnect. And I just had to just be like, F it. Uh, I'm going to do my thing and I have to be me. And that's the only way I'm going to be, be successful. And when I teach, I'm an idiot. And I can be an idiot teaching sixth graders and an idiot teaching collegiate students. But they know I'm going to be the same person. And they, they, they know that if they come to me or can come to me, then I'll at least do my best uh, to, to, to help them. But I, I do think the we just have to understand but i i also think it's it it goes down to you know what we're sharing or talking about in in the in the teaching curriculum because mm-hmm. it's like if you have to agree with that philosophy and understand that the kids need more than than the one plus one equals two Mm-hmm. Like how how can you how can you think someone cares about one plus one equals two if their lights are off or they have no food in the house? Like what like what 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 are you doing uh, doing then? Mm. And that's the one thing like you saying that it brings it like brings it back and connected in my brain. It's like I don't think these I don't want to say these younger band directors or these middle aged band directors or whatever. I feel like the band directors who are not at their full potential, that is the better word, Mm. are missing that if they connect with the students, the students trust them, they will never work harder for anybody in their life as long as they know you appreciate them and that they trust where you are taking them. That's like one of the first things I said at the high school, middle school, and the college I work at is like, y'all, let me be in the driver's seat. I will get you to your goals. I will help your ears get to your goals and I will never lead you astray. And if I do, I will own it right up in front. I made a mistake, but trust (laughs) me, you get in that driver's seat. We're going to get some McDonald's, some McChickens, and we're going to go like (laughs) we hitting that, we hitting that gas real quick. Mm. But it's just like that lack of connection will bring that standard that some people, like some of us, like people, our generation, like they're like, we have to set the standard first. How about you meet the kid, see where the standard is, and then slowly raise it. Mm. I will also have to say, like, as a as a performer, you know, but I've you know, I've taught for for years and years and years, private lessons, students, sectionals, group lessons, I've done marching, you know, cl- clinicking and everything. And the things I remember the most are those relationships that I, I built with those students. And even, and sometimes it wasn't even under the best circumstances I've had. I remember having a very young student who she came into her lesson just crying one time. And I was like, oh, like what's, like, what's wrong? Cause her mom was just looking at me and her mom was just shaking her head going like, don't listen to her. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? She's like, my mom took my phone away. And so, you know, this is a very young student. She's, she's always, she has 
has this energy about her. She's kind of dramatic. I love it. I appreciate it. I was also a dramatic young child at some point. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, well, I was like, listen, like we're we're together now. Like now though, like we get to be together for the next like hour. And I was like, I just and I had just gotten back from you know Paris and for summer travels. And so I was like, do you want to see pictures from Paris? And she's like, <sighs> so like we spent the first few minutes. We were flicking through my phone, looking at pictures. She was asking questions. By the time her, she was just so happy. Like she was smiling. She was asking questions, and I was like, okay, so if we if we work really hard for the next few minutes, then we'll get to chill a little bit more at the end, right? And then I was like, then we'll talk to your mom and see see how she's feeling then. And she was really focused, like you know, every now and then they try to like get off topic, but you bring them back home. But the connection, like I think it's so important to take the time to do that. And I understand, especially as educators, we don't have a lot of time, like just outside of what we're able to give them there. But there are moments that we can go, is it really important for me to start talking about long tones right now? Or <laughs> should we do something else, you know? Um, and the, connect the connection really is just super important. And for me, thinking about my own like teachers in the past, I had those days too. I had lessons where we did not play one note. We did not play one note. We talked for hours. Maybe I cried. I definitely did sometimes. That's how <laughs> life is as a performance major, especially a flute player. Um, but I needed that. And I, I'm thankful to have had teachers who understood that. They were like, you know what? Mo I'm sure Mozart's fine this week. Let's talk about what's happening at home. You know, like, and that's sometimes you actually really need that. And I think it's interesting, though, because I'm thinking now there are a lot of young teachers entering the field who I think really want to have that connection with students, but they're not sure where that line is right they're not sure like because we see these amazing videos like there's this one of this uh teacher dancing the thriller dance down the hall with her suit i'm sure you've seen that's been everywhere and i'm like i love that but then there are people who are like they should be in class learning and da 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 da, da. and i'm like no <laughs> these are core memories they're gonna have for the rest of their entire life that when you're right when they go back into whatever like whatever class that she teaches and she's like all right let's get serious they're like okay let's get serious like they've had that time with her they have that respect for her they have that connection they made with her so when she asks them to really bring it when it comes to focusing doing their work studying homework they want to do that for her you know because she made the effort mm. and i think y'all can delete this if if y'all need to but <laughs> No, but 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 we we live in such a um, a PC society. Like we we're we're on pins and needle needles always, and sometimes those pin those pins and needles don't realize like we're popping people's or we're bursting people's bubbles, mm. and just hearing them like, hey, like even now I'm a hugger, like I I I do, but I also have to real uh, understand like. Hey, can I hug you? Can, can I can I give you a hug today? Mm -hmm. And then I give give him a hug. But but when you're when you're second guessing that, or you're thinking I'm young, uh, you know I don't want to get fired for 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 doing this. Uh, that's real. But at the same time, you you have to understand what your boundaries are, what what mm -hmm. your what it is, and how how you can do what you can do to still reach them. Like I ain't saying you gotta like text people two in the morning, but if Please you don't. See, if you see if you see him at there, I'm like, hey, um, I know you're wearing the same clothes from yesterday. What can I do to help? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, little little things like that, and and they'll they'll remember that forever. And um, Mike, you said something earlier, and it made me remember um, about a month ago. And my my kids, my kid, my kids are soldiers. Mm -hmm. um, they 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 were. 
they were uh, a ride or die. Uh, they they were they were uh, the the. I don't want to say I won't say that, but uh, <laughs> we 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 just had, we had some charming individuals. Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine, she made a joke on my Facebook, a literal joke. And my former students, now these people grown, Uh-oh. they grown, Uh-oh. grown now. They started jumping on this lady, and oh. a friend of mine, you need to go on Facebook. Your kids going after this lady, and so I'm on Facebook. I'm like. She's joke like I'm like this is just a joke. It's okay, y'all. I went, well, she better make it clear. I'm like, <laughs> you better put that dot dot dot. It's a joke. Honestly, is they you coming need for you? You need clarification at the bottom. Look, I'm you telling got, you, look, you really got some soldiers, some gangster soldiers. I love you know, that. That's what they, 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 they said. They said <laughs> what ready. you want? You what ready? you want? I love like, that. Y'all, y'all grown with children. I mean. <laughs> They don't care. Don't play, don't play with. Don't play with him. We got him. That's that. They they're like that's my Mister Eating. Don't play. Right. Ride it out. Ride it out. I. That is so funny. And like that. So there's another video that I've seen. There's this chorus teacher, um, and they're doing with a nerf gun. With a nerf gun, <laughs> and like that stuff is boom. Now, of course, and and because this is going into the question that I have, but if a you know, when we're in our uh, education uh, classes, you know, they were to see that video, like, you should never do that. You should never play blah, blah, blah. And you said it a little earlier. So our teaching curriculum in undergraduate, it teaches to a certain, um, a certain person maybe. Say it, say it, say yeah, it. Yeah, to a certain person and, and it does not reflect what we, especially like for me, what I learned in undergrad and what I taught my first year was not, it was not the same. The only way I survived is because luck, well, luckily I grew up in a similar situation. So I knew what I needed to do to relate to these students, to get them to love music because I grew up there. But say somebody did not grow up like me, that ended up at that job. Good luck to them, babe. More power to you. I hope God is near. I hope God is near because that's what they were going to need. So for our our undergraduate teaching curriculum, do you think it needs to either have some type of, you know, revitalization or some changing to it so that it is better preparing students coming out? Well, I'll answer that with one sentence. If it's been the same since 1930, then it needs an update. Mm. And there, there, there's so many layers to what what we do. Um, and yes, some of those practices still do work. But we have to understand that in 2022, we have to do things. Di- we have we have to do things differently, and we have to grow. And there's a different need our students, our students of today need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to something earlier, you said you can, I want to say that you like, if you have a relationship with your students, you can, you can do anything to them. Not like, like, like that, mm-hmm. but there are some things I've done in my past uh, that would not be looked looked upon favorably in the textbooks, but it's what I had to do 
to get my kids to understand mm-hmm. this is this is how it's going to work here because they came uh, a good case in point. You know, we were told never say shut up in your classrooms. That's such a disrespectful word, blah, 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 blah. And my first day, I'm like, all right, you guys be quiet. And they're looking at me laughing like, it don't work. <laughs> it don't work. <laughs> who, who, who you? And and it, I should have gotten, you know, was warm because so I, I interviewed for this school mm-hmm. and my interview was like, uh, yeah, Mr. Edie, I'm just letting you know you're taking a job. Let me show you to your band room. And I'm like, excuse me. Oh, yeah, yes, sir. OK, okay. thank you. OK. And uh, my principal, he was like six, six huge man mm-hmm. and as we walk into my band room this boy said f you i don't care you ain't nothing but a little bit and he oh. got that boy and he was like oh, 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 <laughs> it's all, cool. all right let's go <laughs> he, 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 he joe clark them and uh, i was like did that just happen like did, did anyone else see me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See that? And then he just like, all right, let's go. And we kept on going to the bedroom. Nothing. And going back to the whole be quiet thing, uh, I didn't realize until a parent came in later that day and she was cussing her son out. She was like, boy, if you don't sit the blah, 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 every little curse word in the world. I'm like, okay, well, they don't, they don't if they're hearing that at home, be quiet ain't nothing to them. Speak on it. Speak <laughs> on it. Thank you. Thank and you. So- I had to get to the level, get to their level, their level of understanding, so we could get them to understand what what we needed. Mm-hmm. And so, if I had to throw some colorful words in in on them and threaten the fear of God for them for them to understand, that was okay. But it only worked because I had a relationship with them. Right. Now, if I if I had thrown some colorful words at them and I didn't have that relationship, I would have been on Channel Nine. Oh, in, in yeah. the heartbeat. Yes, yes. But because I took the time and I like had after school rehearsals and bought pizza and we played football and, mm-hmm. and we did all this other little things that weren't playing scales and weren't doing this. Um, it it made us all better because it's no way we could have had discipline and order without without that. It's so true. And I will have to say, like, I I also was not an education major. I've been performing through all of my degrees. But seeing, like, the conversations that I would see, like, my educator friends having in the the conversations surrounding, like, the curriculum and what was being taught at standard, I was like, what what schools are they going to where they're using this information? Because from things that I have seen, places that I have taught, that that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Even at the schools that they think it's going to work at, that's not really what happens. And it's at the at this point, I'm just kind of like, why? Because I know you don't really get the real experience of being out in the field until you are there, until you're out and you're doing your observations and seeing what teachers do, blah, blah, blah. But again, some of the experiences that I, I had, I was like, that probably necessarily wasn't something they would recommend doing in, in <laughs> classroom settings, but it worked. 
um and they enjoyed it i enjoyed it so and like the like the the nerf gun thing he was talking about like it's this teacher it was a choir thing and i think it was a thing where she was like if you sing the wrong note i'm you're getting hit with a nerf gun and kids were purposely messing up so so that they would get because kids are like that's what they're like and like um there's another video that happened this week of this guy he brings it a puppy to his classroom he's like all right so if uh like if something happens where we get the points and everything puppy's okay if not i shoot him <laughs> and you hear the kids like, going like they start it's so funny because you can tell they're like going no but in a fight because we know he's not gonna do that but the comments were like this is actually hilarious because they're gonna be like oh we're gonna work hard for this puppy like even if they know that's not gonna happen but to me i'm like use that humor kids are not like they're not the fragile little like you know glass things that we think they are they are people they have things going on at home that we may not we may never know what they're seeing hearing like you were mentioning at home that is nothing <laughs> like what we're saying to them is nothing compared sometimes they need that tough love um to be able to relate to to understand but then you have to again the love part of it that relationship building part of it you have it's a balance you mm -hmm. have to have both mm -hmm. but, but lauren and also like how much did all that stuff in those scenarios cost? Mm. Like nothing, or like or you a dollar, got the dollar store, which is a dollar twenty five now, but that's a whole nother. <laughs> right. uh, uh, but it's it's the effort. I have um, uh, one of my student leaders. She buys like thousand a thousand stickers at a time, and you'd be. It's so crazy how how funny like college kids go over a mm. little. A little, you know, one fourth of a cent sticker, <laughs> you know that 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 they they have, but but it's 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 just the you cared enough to do this. Like you don't realize that those stickers might have cost two dollars, but you it's a it's a you cared enough to think of me to do this to right. make me want to do better. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna just do a little bit better today, just because you you took that little thought of me. And sometimes you you know you can do a little thing and they're like oh that costs so much money you did that mm. oh yeah now let's have a great day <laughs> no you're so right like i i think for north paulding last year anthony i don't know if you remember but i like baked um little like like brownies for like my kids and like the yeah. other kids and they were like and i like my seniors i made them little goodie bags of like like you were saying like little inexpensive little things that i i had known them for years so i like put things together mm -hmm. and they cried they literally were like we cannot believe you took the time to like do this for and it was already that day was emotional there was a let me just say there was a lot going on that year for that band camp mm -hmm. so i think on top of that already having had a really emotional long week and then for me at the end to like do that for them which uh, brownies i i can make brownies in my sleep they're just a fun comfort <laughs> food but actually picking out the little things and making the baskets for the seniors was so fun for me because i was like they deserve this and da 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 but was it maybe like i mean i don't even know how much i paid for it, but it even wasn't it wasn't about that it was about me showing like we have this relationship we have this connection i'm proud of you guys you deserve this mm -hmm. and seeing the emotion that came from them like that's that's what's worth it like it, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar ten dollars twenty dollars fifty dollars whatever it really truly is like the intention behind it and the effort that you put into it that will stay with them forever yeah um so every um competition day or anytime we had something on a saturday 
I would always make it a point to bring in breakfast food. Like, uh, mm-hmm. so down in Florida, um, there's this place called Donut King, okay? And they have, like, all of your fancy donuts, you know, the ones with Cheerio or, or um, what is that? Uh, flakes and they get all that stuff on it, which to me is, uh, just give me regular glazed. But, you know, they like that. They, they, they like it. They're like, Donut King, you live down there, Donut King, so... I would bring it. This would come out of my own pocket. It's just, this is, they deserve this. Especially, you know, marching band, it gets, sometimes it gets real critical. It gets critical on them long days, like, oh, competition soon. We need to be, you know, getting it together. But so that day should not be stressful. So here we go. And some of them, uh, a lot of my students, Monday through Friday, that breakfast and lunch would sometimes be their only meal of the day. So I'm asking them to come on Saturdays where some of them don't go to work or, or, you know, all of this, the least I can do is provide them this and also provide them with an experience that they will always remember in fun and happiness. And then I remember uh, we did this both years, and I think year two actually got real crazy, but it was a lot of fun, and I was leaving anyway, so I was like, I won't get fired, because I'm leaving anyway. But we always uh, used to have a water gun fight on, like, the last day of school. The first year I did it, it was cool and collected, but the that last year, it went from water to Dr. Pepper to lemonade. The band room is, whew, bless it. But it was all cleaned up. Now, some of the outside things, I mean, you look on the outside by the the bus loop, there's so many water balloons, the little bits and pieces. I'm like, you know what? It'll just brush off. You know, when the wind comes, it's fine. It's it's fine. But you know, again, I'm leaving. So you really can't fire me anymore. (laughs) But those kids, they were looking forward to that. They love doing that. And honestly, them teaming up on to get me, they were ready for it. And I was like, you know what? Come on. You know, that's it. So again, it was the relationship that I built with those students. That is what mattered. And, and I, bet you they remember, I bet you they remember that way more before that. You remember that, 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 that time we had that concert? Right. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to say, you remember when we teamed up on Morris and we got him, we had him ducking behind his car, blah, blah, blah. Yes. they. Yes. They definitely remember that. So um, now I do have a, um, a question because I've heard this before and I want to get your take on it. Um, some people have the whole, you know, I'm a different person on the box than off the box. And in my head, I'm like, okay, so you have two different personalities that you want your students to be able to differentiate. Uh, and then you want them to trust both of you. It's confusing to me. What uh, what would you say to that? I would say it's hard and I understand, but I say it, 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 it makes your life easier and everyone else's life easier if you just be yourself. Um, and I know in, in what we do, you know, we're business people and we're, we're the professionals mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And you think you have to be a certain way, but just like I was saying, like when I was at, at 
Georgia, I, I didn't think I could talk the way I did to my Oak Ridge kids. And I had to change up and it made me kind of stutter with everything that I said. And I had to realize that being me uh, was was the right way. But then later on, um, I realized I wasn't necessarily still being me. I was being the me that I thought they wanted or could could handle. And, you know, also you got the me being a black man in a, in a room full of full, full of non-black people. Correct. Um, <clears throat> And the the code switching is is mm-hmm. is real, um, but when when I made the I the, said the understanding to myself that I just have to do to do me, and and they'll catch on or they'll smile and nod, um, and it was okay um, yeah. because because you want. You want they they want you there for who you are, who you are that and that is just more than your talents. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your personality. That's what you bring to the community. Um, that's what what you bring bring to the school because in music the music folks are probably some of your biggest ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but to the uh, to the school besides the sports teams. And so they they want someone who's gonna gonna be that ambassador. But at the same time, like if if you you know if you Mister Woke and you you want to make sure you bring it bring out all the inequities going on, then then do that. Like don't I I think especially now from what we've learned going through past COVID and 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 George Brown and all the situations, like you know you can be yourself and and either either people are going to accept you or not and you know what who cares who cares if they if they don't it like i i I try to look at it like it's just it's my point to be me and if they ain't gonna like it then too bad (laughs) oh well for them right but but i I will say like it sometimes it it takes some it, it takes some some soul searching because we we live in a society where where basically even though it's not um all the same it's still cookie cutter like <clears throat> our our brownies you know the brownies are still are still the same even though you know my ingredients may have a little bit a little bit a little bit extra spice or some cinnamon cinnamon in there that gives them a little different different taste and so we we're so used to conforming uh, to to how the brownies are made, we forget that we have our own special brownie inside of us, and that's that's okay. But you have to you have to push past that um, to do that, and then you have to be okay with like, well, if they don't want this, then that's okay. But that that's a hard ask for for a young person. Who don't got no job? Who's looking for a job? Right. It's easier for me, the 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 older man, established to be like, whatever I do, I whatever. But um, the the quicker you come to that reality, the 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 e- easier it'll be for you. And I, what's so interesting is because I think we are within these younger generations seeing a wave of them wanting to express their individuality more from a very early start which I I think is a great thing. I think it's a good thing because 
in the past it has been that situation where it's like you're supposed to do this you have to do this either you have to act like this you have to say this and they're going no <laughs> you know and these kids will quit a job in a second and a heartbeat they do not care they really do not like that loyal that uh what is it um employee loyalty they don't have it <laughs> they're like no i work i make my money i go home i go home and, I think it's, I think it's right. You have to have the, and that's what I was getting to the idea of these boundaries and also like being authentic to who you are, because when you, if you are putting on a mask to go out every single time you're at work, you're in school and everything, and you come home like that, you're like, it's going to start feeling like you are living a double life. Like you're who you are when you're at home with your friends versus who you are at school and everything. And I don't necessarily think those things should be separated. I think that you, we have modes, we have like our modes, we have our switches, we have our moods, but in general, like me, if I'm at school, I'm Lauren. If I'm at work, I'm Lauren. If I'm here like doing this, I'm Lauren. If I'm talking to my family at dinner, I'm Lauren. Like I should not feel like I am a completely different person in those different scenarios. Like there's different ways to approach those different scenarios, but in terms of like changing my core, my values, my dynamics, doesn't, that doesn't make really any sense. And also like, I struggle the most whenever I feel like I'm trying to present in a way that is not authentic to who I am. And every time I do presentations, research, anything where I am kind of giving an inside look into my perspective, everyone always, always, no matter what, says that I enjoyed it the most when you were talking from your perspective and when you were giving us an inside look on how you thought of things, because it were, allowed us to critically think about those things and da-da-da and like see it, frame it even to our own lens. and. It, rather than just talking like, you know, these big words and facts and all things that like, I, I feel like I'm trying to be someone who I'm not, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so this idea of like authenticity, you know, and, and being genuine, I think that as as educators, you have to show your students who you are, you, you, you don't need to get on the podium and completely switch and be like, I'm not me at all. Like, that's weird. That is so weird, actually, to think yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> and as a student and as an educator, that's just weird to have to put yourself in that position. And you're, it's just, you feel at ease. It doesn't feel like the, t the time you're feeling every second go by. You're like 30 minutes in and you're like, oh my gosh, it's been 30 minutes. Well, good. Let's keep going, you know? Um, so I wanted to, sorry. Look at it from a student. So yeah. before you get on the podium, you're like my best friend. Like we, we around right. here, <laughs> sitting here like, you know, we, we kicking it up, but then you get on the podium and now you are like this big tyrant over some place that you trying to, you know, you trying to I'm do some activities going on and you trying to, you know, rah, rah, rah. Hold on. Which one is it? Right. Who, who am I, who am I talking to? Mm. I would be confused. I would be confused sitting in that ensemble because now if you were presenting as two different people, I, I truly cannot trust who you are. Now, if you are a tyrant, please be. <laughs> but that's, be, a tyrant. That's be a tyrant. But also you can be a lovable tyrant if that's what you want, but still give me one or the other. Don't, I don't need both, okay? Well, because which one are they supposed to respect? The one right. that they bond with, the one that's yelling at them all the time. Right. You know, you know this isn't Burkine. I really don't want it my way. I really don't, like, you know, it's fun. I don't need every, I don't need every option. It's not Golden Corral neither. I don't need every option, okay? Give me the little finite things. Are you a tyrant? Are you just a fun loving one? Good cop, bad cop, pick one. <laughs> 
But, and I also like just hearing you all talk. I think the more and more you grow into your profession, the more and more like the the smaller the the rooms are mm-hmm. are becoming, and the it also the less diverse the room mm-hmm. becomes. And so you also think like, oh well, now I made it to this room, so hmm, am I going to act this way in front of? Uh, Eugene Corporan and Jerry Junkin. Bill. <laughs> and yes, like, because they, they act the same, you know, they, they do true. the same thing, but you, we spend so much time getting in our head and not, you know, like we have to, we have to do this way or we have to, we have to conform to this when if we just ourselves, when we are, we're true to what, what we are and what we appreciate, mm-hmm. it, it will be fine. Like yeah. even even here at Western, I'm like, well, I don't know if I can post that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if if the director of bands should be sorry, director of athletic bands should be should be posting something like that. I'm like, it was not like it's not it's it's a you did a great job today. Let's go. Like yeah. that's it. <laughs> right, right. And but getting in my head about just silly things because I'm like, how is that going to be perceived when I'm like, okay. And now I was like, whatever, this is me. This is my thing. This is what I think it should be. And, and so you, you have to like, basically, I want to say as you grow, even, you know, even when you, when you cross in the boundary and you're like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do me. When you go to that next level, you got to keep being you and you got to keep doing it because it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It is okay. Um, I also want to bring attention to your mentorship and, and your seminars and your podcast, um, the Listen Up, the Conductors uh, Retoolbox, and Tales from um, the Band Room. Talk uh, uh, about those and how they came to fruition and, and just your mentorship, uh, just because I, I, I love, love, love it. So just tell us a little bit about it. Well, I think my my the mentorship has always been a huge thing for me, even since high school, just helping helping people basically yeah. ha- has been a thing. And I've been very, very fortunate in my career uh, for people to reach out, grab onto me, give me big hugs, um, and lead me into into better directions than 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 I would know. Um, and sometimes, when you're young, you're scared to take that um, because are you afraid that, oh, uh, my band sucks. I don't know if I want, you know, this this big, big director to come in, which you have to realize at one point their band sucked mm-hmm. and they had to learn how to do this. And they know that it's OK uh, to, to bring bring in, bring in better. And so from from. Um, young in my career, I had people that came in. It's like, I'm coming in your band room. I'm going to tell you when you did wrong and we're going to get dinner and we're going to get better. And so I, I also think it's now my duty um, to do the same. And so I also, one, one of my big things is I want to make sure uh, all Black band directors uh, are successful in, in, in many ways. And um, uh, a good bit of, of my friends have not come 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 to teaching with the tools um, tools needed, and so 
I just want to help provide them with opportunities to to get to to be better because you know even though we're still we're in 2022 it you know it 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 still it still plays um plays some part and I, and I I don't want to go anywhere and I see a black band director or a black band um that's struggling mm-hmm. um because they didn't have they didn't have the tools so um I I, I want to be a vehicle to help 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 people um and so uh, I created this thing called listen up we we do a zoom on 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 Sunday evenings we kind of pause it during the fall during marching band um and we we learn about score study mm-hmm. we talk about all kind of things band um and it's just a it's a community um that started with a a, a local group of Orlando black band directors and now it has expanded anyone comes who can who can come um but but we want to make sure that we we we're growing um, the, the podcast is kind of similar. I taught in a, in a different situation. I taught in the hood and it was like the hood, hood, hood. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a different take on, on, on textbooks, like the textbook, like, you know, when, when, like you said, when you at the school, you're going, you're, you're learning about affluent high school that has this this situation, you're not learning uh, about the school where where the kids get jumped three times a day or they having sex by the uh, soda machine. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, so trying to bring just bring light to that so people know that they're not by themselves or they're they're not a, they're not alone. And even though it's hard in that struggle, you can still be successful. You can still do do great things for the kids. Absolutely. And so we are going to be shouting all of that out because, again, it's about the community. And I think that's what led to us starting this is for people to see here are three young, diverse. We like me and Lauren, we are a black gay man, a black female. And Michael is a white gay male, young in this field. We are doing it. We are together and we are going to push each other up. That is why we started this. And it has led us to some great places and meeting great people like you that are out here doing just amazing things. And so we are going to continue to always, always just build everybody up. And so we're just glad that you joined us today on this podcast. And we are always going to be behind you 110%. So thank you again for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. You all, you all are great. And y'all are doing some really, really cool things. And so I hope, I hope everyone, if you're watching this, you go back and check out some of the other episodes because yes. they're, they're great. Yay. Yes, I know. Good shout out. So, and um, to our audience, thank you again for watching this episode of Relative Pitch. Um, Please stay tuned for anything else. We have some more stuff coming this season. So stay tuned and we'll see you later. Bye.